0: doesn't get you into the christmas spirit. I don't know what will. Spinal Tap and Christmas with the Devil it's a as we are live from the Gateway Film Center. <laughs> Back live for Fright Club Live. I'm Hope Madden. And I'm George Wolf, and we're from madwolf.com. And you can't see it, but we've got our Santa hats on. We are in the Christmas spirit, and we are going to talk about our favorites of uh, the five best holiday.
1: I'm pretty sure that we can just movies. flat out say it these are the five best holidays. These pool. are the yeah, five. They best,
0: just are. Right? It's definitive. Yeah. And then we're going to follow it up uh, here at the Gateway by watching one of those. That's correct. And uh, so we are psyched. We've got some people here, at least a few, that haven't seen this one, and we've talked about it. Many times on the podcast, you really have, it's yeah. a classic, it's especially an for favorite. this time of year. It gives you that warm, <laughs> fuzzy, bloody feeling that uh, is extra special uh, in the month of December. But we'll get to that. We'll get to those holiday classics. But we had a lot of fun last week with um, the DJ horror, That's the right. ra- radio horror. That's right, and because uh, we
1: were trying to scare George, just <laughs> scare him straight with stories about just DJ horror. And but, uh,
0: you know, as I figured we would. We had some pushback on not liking Lords of uh, Salem. Lords of Salem, and also so,
1: our senior Aussie correspondent Corey Metcalf pointed out that he wanted us to have Halloween Six right in there, and we all talked about Halloween Six on his Triple Cast one time. Um, and then he also mentioned which I'd forgotten in um, Psycho Four. There's there's yeah. a radio scene, but it wouldn't have made it anyway.
0: I sometimes almost feel like we have to apologize for not liking Lords of Salem, but not really because we just didn't. No. no. Now, now, colossal bandit is here. And- He's a
1: fan. He's a lot a of people are.
0: For some reason, I think that I'm that way with almost all Rob Zombie. now you liked Devils, Devil's Rejects. Rejects. This is so. the
1: second time in five minutes I forgot the title of that movie. <laughs> yeah, I like the Devil. I told Rejects you not lot, to have actually. that second
0: beer. Quiet, quiet, you. But uh, the one, the first one that we talked about last week, uh, also almost qualifies for this one. It's well, that it new a Christmas horror story. Yeah. Didn't make it, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, it's it's out now. I think it's on demand. It's on, yeah,
1: it streams online, but I think they're actually going to show it here at the Gateway Film Center this week. Awesome!
0: So that is a Christmas horror with story. Shatner. With Shatner, As dangerous, dangerous Dan, Dan, the, Dan, DJ. the DJ. and I'll tell you, I what, don't know what else you need. Really, he, he got jiggy with it. Uh, <laughs> so that's uh, that's uh, the DJ horror, which was fun. But now we're going into the holiday horror, and there's when you start looking at these, you can really break them down in certain camps, right?
1: Yeah, I think that there are basically, there are a million Christmas horror story movies. And I think that there are two different types. So you've got, you've got either the one camp where a child was traumatized by Santa Claus as a child, and that person grows up to be a serial killer. Or you have an evil Santa who's just going to punish children. Like, these are your two camps. And American movies, generally speaking, are the first camp, the serial killers. Your Silent Night, Deadly Night, you know, Santa Claus, Satan's Little Helper. Santa sleigh. It's like a million of them. Um, and then the foreign ones are more likely to be the evil Santa. Although Krampus, which uh, Columbus-born... Um, Michael Darty just put out that's so obviously the, the evil Santa or the Santas sort or of anti-Santa and and I think then, I saw
0: that did really well at the box office too so yeah? good on him nice yeah, that's that's awesome uh, so that's out now Krampus which is and there was a previous film previous Krampus film at least one yeah. from, from years ago and then Krampus shows up in a Christmas horror story yeah he's the Christmas devil he is the Christmas devil <laughs> maybe that's what the Spinal Tap song is could about could be yeah there's a bunch of those you mentioned Silent Night Deadly Night uh, Santa Claus yeah C-L-A-W-S yeah nice yeah. Nice Santa Slay. And The Nightmare Before Christmas Which really
1: Well it's that? No but I mean it's You know it's goth and fantastic It's a You know this, You've got Bone Daddy And everything yeah. you know I mean
0: it's not a horror movie But it's I was going to say Because I know how much You love that movie I do But yet it's not making this list So
1: No because it's not really A horror movie Yeah um, And Gremlins is another one It's sort of a holiday
0: classic But
1: you know It's not It's not a horror film I didn't put it on here
0: Because yeah, you know I have no input whatsoever <laughs> So that any any before we (laughs) she's laughing because it's true. Um, So before we get to the actual uh, actual five, any more that uh, deserve mention for not not making the list?
1: Well, I do want to point out that Silent Night, Deadly Night, because that's the one I feel like I'm gonna get in trouble for, it did not make the list. So I'm gonna let people know that in advance in case you need to go. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and but I think when you see them though, they're, the ones that I've chosen, they're not like campy good. They're actually quite good. They're creepy and spooky and really quite worth watching. So there are like ninety campy fun Halloween or excuse me, holiday movies to watch, but none of them quite made it because the, these are movies I actually think are pretty scary and well made.
0: Yeah. Which is just, like, just what you're looking for at Christmas. Yes. Of course And we'll have some trivia On each of these For prizes So you want to start With number five uh, Cue it up And this is from 2010 Just a few years ago And it's called Saint
1: I love this movie. It's it's definitely the fifth on the list. I mean, the next four are are kind of a step above. But um, so when Christmas is actually December fifth, this is uh, this movie is from Holland, excuse me. So when Christmas falls on a full moon, for whatever reason, Sinterklaas is allowed to murder as many people as he wants to.
0: It's like the purge. It's like the purge for Christmas. Right. It's
1: like you know for so for thirty two years apparently he's just been merry and giving out gifts and this time he's just gonna he cuts a lot of heads off he bags up a lot of children Um, and 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 then uh, he's actually a bishop Sinterklaas is a bishop so uh, like a saint it's you know it's more of the actual idea of Saint Nicholas and so the movie is really sort of a thinly veiled
0: Catholic come on in come on in have a seat yeah welcome.
1: Wag of the finger toward the Catholic Church, and it does that actually quite well, I think. But it's also grim and frightening, and the fact that it's, it's pretty closely based on some actual sort of, of their, their honest-to-God holiday myth. Like, there's something super creepy about very snowy lands and their holiday myths, which we're going to cover here shortly. I just think this is a fun one, but it's actually gorier and meaner
0: than I expected when I saw it. One of the interesting things about this, we just saw the, the trailer, we didn't see the movie poster, but the movie poster actually won the award in, in, in Holland for movie posters, but at the same time, it was so offensive, at least to a, a general amount of the population, that they were actually taken to court They were about the offensiveness, the, the, the gory nature of the movie poster. Although later, years later, I think now there's some question as to whether that was a publicity stunt. Is that right? The whole court case, I don't know. But um, it, it was a, a funny juxtaposition there that it won an award and yet wound, wound up in court for being so gory.
1: Yeah, the, um, the poster itself is of, of Sinterklaas on his, on his horse, but he's got a very mangled, mutilated face. So it's sort of this very somber, Christmassy image, and then with this monster face. And, uh, and at the time, parents, uh, children, I mean, it's rated R. Children couldn't get in to see it, but parents didn't want to see the poster. They want their children, who still believed in Claus to see this creepy poster. So they sued to make them take the poster down, which actually leads us to our... Trivia question. Let's hear it. There is a 1984 horror film that actually, in its opening weekend, outgrossed A Nightmare on Elm Street, which opened the same weekend. It outgrossed A Nightmare on Elm Street, but its advertising was pulled because parents were offended by its Santa Claus.
0: All right, what do you think? Silent Night, Deadly Night. That's it. Yeah. That is it. Good job on the trivia. Moving up to number four of holiday horror from
1: 1974, Black Christmas. Hello? <laughs> Who are you? For God's sake, what are you doing? Who is it? <laughs>
0: Now, one of the interesting things about this, the, the cast, first of all, there's a lot of interesting people in the cast, but Olivia Hussey, she told the story years later that she was actually uh, auditioning and reading for uh, Steve Martin when he was casting Roxanne, and he was, she was going for the Roxanne part, and uh, when they were in the interview process... Steve Martin told her, oh, you were in one of my all-time favorite movies. And she thought he was going to say Romeo and Juliet. And he said, no, Black Christmas. <laughs> and, you know, she, she didn't get the Roxanne part, but she actually also said that she took this role on advice from a psychic. Wow. That it would be great for her career. And was it? <laughs> the jury's out. <laughs> but it's interesting, you can tell by that trailer, the different title.
1: Yeah, in in Canada, it was released as Silent Night, Evil Night, which is it's originally from. It's a Canadian film. It's it's one of the first slasher movies we did. We actually talked about it in our slasher countdown. It's one of the earliest slasher movies. So when you watch it now, it feels very stale because you already know what's going to happen. But the fact is that that uh, they kind of invented a lot of of the architecture in this movie, like the creepy caller who's in the house, and you know. Um, the sorority girl pickoff, and just a lot. And and it's, I think, very satisfyingly ambiguous about what's going on. There's this, there's this whole red herring that, that takes up most of the movie and doesn't really make any sense and is honestly never actually resolved. And so the climax, you should see it coming the whole time, and yet... They don't ever try to explain it to you. I mean, I find it really. I mean, I think it's a really fun, super weird movie, regardless of the fact that there's a, there's a clear formula to it. Um, and I think the reason that it works, in the same way that The Ring works because the videotape is super creepy, mm-hmm. this movie works because the phone calls are very creepy. There's something just unsettling and wrong about them. And, and, uh, and that helps you overlook things like John Saxon's acting or <laughs> why don't the girls just leave the sorority house? Um, I mean, I found it. I always I love this movie. I like to watch it every year.
0: You know, and it was directed by Bob Clark. I did know who, that. Funny things, you mentioned the voices. He's actually one of the voices on the phone. Is that right? Yeah, he, he supplied one of the voices. And there's a couple other people um, that were in the crew or whatever, but he supplied one of the voices. And you, you also talk about its reputation as one of the first slasher movies, which is true. And it's also probably the very first you know, seasonal slasher, yeah. uh, that type of movies. But there, I guess there's, I haven't seen it. Um, maybe somebody has, there's a TV movie that I think uh, kind of fights with it as the uh, first to do the caller inside the house. There's a TV movie called Mousy. I don't know that. That that starred, I think starred Kirk Douglas. Wow. And it also has a plot where the caller... Is inside the house So you know Internet fights Will be about What came out first What was produced first What was written first And of course When a stranger calls When a stranger calls You yeah. guys all
1: know This story right When I was in the Fourth grade I had to write a sketch Skit for the for the Tiffin St. Mary's PTO And it was during Holy Week is during The week of Easter And I wrote What I thought When a stranger calls Would be I'd seen the commercials And so we I, We murdered all, Like all my friends We killed like My teacher Miss Teal Obviously was paying No attention And so at PTO With the nuns And the parents Are all there We all killed Each other on stage Because nobody realized that's what we're going to do And I had no idea That it was an inappropriate Thing to do And her and parents I, I Were I wasn't so allowed proud. to play With a lot of kids For a while
0: <laughs> Stay away from that twin The other one Okay <laughs> right. The that other one? twin
1: is fine The tall one though Get away
0: uh, The other thing about The, uh, the cast in this um, Gilda Radner Was almost in it Is that right? Yeah uh, Gilda Radner was almost in it. And who is it from? Um, who is in it from SCTV? Andrea Martin. Yeah, she's in there. Uh, there's, it's just such yeah, a, she's Canadian. Yeah, she's Canadian. But all uh, the Canadians. Uh, Pierre Duley from 2001. Who uh, you know after 2001, you thought, oh, this guy's going to have a huge career. He really didn't. No, he didn't uh, after that. But he he wound up in uh, in Black Christmas. So it's it's got a lot of interesting things going for it. And and as you say, things where you should see common but you don't.
1: So on to our trivia. Can I move on to our trivia? You may. Okay. Because Bob Clark, you guys are going to know this, So last month
0: I thought they were easy and they weren't, so this month I'm going super all in. You know, and I started to give this away just a few minutes ago, but yeah, Bob Clark directed this one. He also directed another very famous Christmas movie. What is it? Front.
1: That would be a Christmas story. That is yes. correct.
0: So play them back to back
1: and they just totally get whiplash.
0: All right, moving up to number three. This is a Fright Club favorite. This is a Fright Club yeah. favorite for so many reasons. From 2006, Shaitan. <laughs> yeah, Shaitan. Or, as it's sometimes known, bat shit
1: crazy. Yeah, this is such a movie. This yeah. is what happens when you're bad on Christmas Eve. This is what happens. You meet you meet Vincent Cassell and Vincent Cassell. We showed this a couple months ago. This was one of our our, uh, our Fright Clubs. And I love this movie. And it's, it's, it's not one that anybody really has ever seen. It's not one that streams, if people hadn't heard of it. Vincent Cassell plays a handyman who's just so nuts. It's like the weirdest performance ever. And a bunch of club kids get kicked out of the nightclub and they decide that they're going to go hang out with this girl in her country estate. And her handyman really is a bit Hands on, and <laughs> things just go nuts. They just go. This movie is so weird.
0: Yeah, and it's one of those. It's a slow build because you can tell as soon as he comes on the scene, oh, yeah. he's just overly friendly, you know. And and weird things start happening. So you know, this is this is not going to end well. No. But it's 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 a slow build until that that crazy crazy ending where yeah, it's like oh, that's his. Who who is that? Yeah, we're not going we're not gonna
1: give away any spoilers if you haven't seen it.
0: But do for what? Uh, <laughs> it's actually um, there's the one scene where uh, the gas station attendant has a TV on, and in, in the TV is um, Monica Bellucci,
1: right? Uh, Vincent, Cassell, Vincent Cassell's wife. Vincent wife.
0: Yeah, if, if you watch it or watch it again, watch out for that because
1: that's one of the things about Vincent Casello though. Right, is that he he is like a shapeshifter. He is so different looking from one film to the next. And in this one, he seems like this big, hulking, bow-legged, weird mouth freak.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that, that was is that just, descriptive
1: enough for anyone? <laughs>
0: Well, I, th- I think, too, it almost looks like since then he might have had some work done. Oh. On, on, at least on his teeth. Well, maybe they're on his teeth. Well, maybe. But, uh, yeah, he, he did look bigger, though. He definitely than, did. Than he did in, in, in some previous movies, especially some of the American movies that he's made, like the one Ocean's 12 or 13 yeah. he was in. But he's definitely a guy who looks different in in different roles, but man, he just has the crazy eye. He does, and he makes every
1: scene so unseemly. Like, every scene he's in is immediately uncomfortable, and it's not like, you're not sort of rooting for anybody. You don't really like anybody. It's not like the rest of the movie is all happiness, but every time he comes on screen, you're like, What's gonna happen now? (laughs) Look away! Yeah,
0: that that was fun. We got a lot of good reaction when we played that one here for the Fright Club. So, you have a trivia question for that? I do. It's another really super easy one. Like, super crazy easy. Um,
1: So, Shaitan is not the only french horror film that uh set on christmas eve and features a pregnant lady what's the other one all right up there yeah come on
0: inside, inside that's it correct that's it have you heard our fabulous prizes we've got would you uh, like a fright clip t-shirt yeah what size what
1: size medium large extra large they're fashionable tom has wearing his today yeah you can see how good it looks
0: Thank, thank you. thank you tyler appreciate that nicely done So moving up to number two, this is from 2010 as well. Good year. Rare Exports. We have Santa Claus. He
1: sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. An awesome movie, we're not going to talk too much about it in case you haven't seen him, but it is a huge crowd pleaser. It's so much fun, and excavation in the Netherlands comes across something they shouldn't come across, and then uh, all of a sudden reindeer are being killed and naughty children are coming missing, and the whole the whole film is told, told from the point of view of the little boy who you see, and there's just this... Just Cherubic adorable little boy Who's like apparently The one good kid In the Netherlands And uh, so the film Has such a sense Of wonder about it It's just like Magical and wonderful And at the same time Just carnage laden um, it's not actually as full on a horror movie as anything else on the list. I mean, it's 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 very much implied horror, but what they do like with different Santa Claus images is so creepy. It's so creepy. And then uh, what the the reindeer farmers and everybody—it's like they're—it's just ingenious the way they band together to figure out the mystery and to take care of it. It's 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 just a very satisfying, fun, creepy film.
0: Yeah, and actually, before we came here tonight, we were at home having a, a spirited conversation about this movie because if you watch it, certain questions. Come up about Okay well where do the elves come from? And what are, what's the elves' role in this? And, and, and what about the reindeer? And a lot of it comes from the country of origin of this movie and certain ways they look at Christmas, and they look at things like reindeer, which are totally different than how we look at, at reindeer. But um, it's, it's a really interesting take, and also when you bring in the title and what the rare exports are and yeah. what, what, what they're exporting is very interesting. It's very clever. Yeah. The whole movie is just very clever. Yeah, and you can tell that from the trailer. So that is number two, and we have a trivia question for this movie.
1: I'm not going to try to pronounce this man's name, the director. The director's his next film starred Sam Jackson as the president, president of the United States, who also gets a helping hand from another kid. Big game.
0: Big game. Big game. Yeah, and I think that big game is, every time I flip on HBO, it's on.
1: Yeah, it is. It is on all the time. I haven't (laughs) even
0: watched it, but it looks bad. You know, I want to live in a world where Sam Jackson is the president. I'm not lying. Yeah. All right, that's number two, and that takes us up. To the top. What could it be? And that's the one we're going to watch here in just a little bit. And it's from 2007 Inside. <laughs> Alright, so Inside is number one on our list of favorite holiday horror movies. We've skipped away to an empty theater so we could talk about the movie. We don't want to spoil it for uh, the lot of people that we have that yeah, there's in the audience ton. that haven't seen it tonight, which is great. But there's so many things to, uh, to talk about the movie and uh, we don't want to give it away.
1: You know, uh, we've talked about this actually. It's made many, many lists and it will make many more, no doubt, because we absolutely love this film. Um, uh, if you want to just sort of Think about it in terms of a holiday film you know you 've got the whole you know a uh, uh, pregnant woman, a baby being born on christmas day it, and then they subvert everything in this movie and it is i think it 's hard to overstate how how bloody how over the top bloody this movie is, but You know, if you're going to look from, like, there are other movies that are worse, like, in terms of gore and blood, but they're not as good a film. If you're going to, like, measure it in terms of actually quite good cinema that is also as gory as shit, this is the top (laughs) of the list.
0: Yeah, and definitely, like you said, right, in terms of of turning the whole Christmas miracle on its ear. I mean, they talk about, they actually say, oh, the baby will save us. Yeah. Um, Again, spoiler alert here, the house number is 666. Right. But a lot of, a, a lot of the bones of contention uh, for people about this movie uh, have to do with the, the reaction by the police.
1: Right, so if you're not really familiar with it, <clears throat> the, the, uh, the woman, uh, the main character, she's, she's very, very pregnant. Sarah. She's Sarah, she's going to give birth on Christmas Day, and so she's been sent home Christmas Eve, and she's, she's, she was in a car accident. She lost her husband uh, four months back. She's very glum about being pregnant, so she's home by herself on Christmas Eve because she doesn't want any company. She sends everybody away, and then she gets this knock on the door, and then... It's a it's a woman in black, and she wants in. Yeah. She wants in bad. So it's so by Beatrice Doll, who right. we talked about before, is awesome. She's awesome. Actually, if you remember her, Beatrice Doll, I know that we've talked about Trouble Every Day in yeah. the past, oh, yes. and she's yeah. she's uh, super creepy in Trouble Every Day as well. Um, and in this, she is one of my favorite all time villains in this movie. Yeah. She's just perfect. Just this sinister, wicked sense of humor. Um, but so. Um,
0: and she will not be denied. No. That's the thing.
1: But so early on, Sarah calls the police. And so, so they've decided, because she is so handicappingly large, that they're just going to sort of swing by every so often just to make sure she's okay, right? Because of this, this intruder who tried to break in the house. And so when they come back, when they come back around, it almost to me signals the point in the movie where... Anything goes
0: Right and, and a lot of people Most specifically Eli Roth Sure uh, In a recent interview Has talked about That's where uh, The movie lost him uh, Because In in his view And I think so, A lot of other people's view As well Their actions Are totally unbelievable um, In one of the things they when they show up they have like a small time criminal in sure. the back of the in the back of the car and they're kind of laughing about it and i don't know what he did it doesn't sound like anything much anyway when the shit gets real and they get hip to what's going on in there the one cop not only brings this perp they call him along but gives him a gun
1: but he hasn't. They he hasn't they, changed they still t- to him. Tied to him. Yeah, and that's yeah. Is, which is which which leads to some very um, uncomfortable horror opportunities. But it does still seems like what really
0: it does. It gets a, a, a tad bit slapsticky, but for me, they don't lose me there. They no. really don't.
1: And I have to, if I may, just for a second. Yeah, uh, it was uh, it was a Brett Easton Ellis podcast where where Eli Roth was complaining about films that are excessive just to be excessive. Right. Well, hello, Pot.
0: <laughs> exactly. They're like,
1: Eli Roth, did you see The Green Inferno by any chance? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And, and actually that's, that's going to come up because uh, he's going to be, I assume, one of the people we're going to talk about uh, next week when we Could talk be. about directors who you either love or you hate.
1: That's right. Our friend Bridget Oliver, who also runs the Columbus uh, Facebook page... Uh, K-I-L-L, Columbus Facebook page, and is just a, just a, uh, a great, great fan of horror. She's going to join us this and We are going to talk about uh, directors, filmmakers. You've got to either love them or hate, em. Just em or hate them. Just those ones that are yep. just contentious. Everybody so is could, one side or the other. My guess is Eli Roth might <laughs> that make that list.
0: But the other big thing about Inside, when the one cop seemingly comes back from the dead and turns on the breaker and the lights, okay— is he a zombie? He looks like one. Is he just brain damaged because of the head trauma that he's taken? That that is really a, a, a point where a lot of people have very differing opinions. You got to admit, with those, he looks like a zombie.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely did not think he was a zombie. A hundred percent. I don't, I don't either, think there's but anything there's a supernatural. Lot of people right? That do <laughs> yeah, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't either. No. But he
0: sure looks like yeah. one. I'll, I'll give you that. And I also love the scenes where it's very. Uh, I guess you could say subtle because you just see uh, her, the killer in the background, just pass just for a second, just for a second. They don't hold it. No. You know, uh, and there's not, too many things in this movie that are downplayed but that's I love that it just yeah. sets the tension oh there she went you know oh, yeah. and and then you know she's coming back and she does come back and yeah. i
1: love the way they light every scene where she lights a cigarette oh, there yes. are like three or four scenes where she's a close up on her face and it's all dark and you just see the cigarette sticking out of her mouth and then the lighter comes on and that's yeah. just the, the the flame illuminates her super creepy face i just i you know i love beatrice Dahl, but this is easily my favorite film uh,
0: another Somewhat controversial director's choice is this: is the shots where he goes inside the uh, pregnant belly to the, the baby inside and how it's yeah. moving around and reacting to the trauma. Interesting.
1: Yeah. You know, well, I mean, uh, the film begins with a car accident. And so he, he introduces it there. He introduces it in the opening segment. Yes. Um, it isn't my favorite thing about the film myself but it, i also think that it fits and i think that it's used well and consistently enough that it doesn't really stand out but it is not my favorite thing about the movie
0: right right but uh, there are many many favorite things and that's why it's number one on our holiday horror list and uh, we just had to sneak away and talk about it without spoiling things so uh, uh if you got your uh, thoughts and want to f- shout back at us by all means always do that <laughs> twitter is the easiest way at mad wolf m-a-d-d-w-o-l-f
1: that's right. You know what? If there is a director, a filmmaker that you love or hate, that you feel is very contentious, let us know. And also, in two weeks, we are going to count down the five best horror films of 2015. So let us know what you think those are.
0: Yeah, maybe do uh, on the hashtag best horror 2015. That might Love work. it. And uh, tweet at us and let us know because we definitely want your feedback there. All right. We've got to get back inside. <laughs> We know there's more than a few people here that haven't seen this movie, so we certainly don't want to do any kind of spoilers whatsoever.
1: Yeah, so let's just skip ahead to the end. I want to do two things. I want to tell you that next week, Bridget is going to co-host our podcast, and we're going to do a Love Them or Hate Them. So the filmmakers that you love to love or love to hate, uh, that's going to be with Bridget next week. And also, real quick, the following week, we're going to do the best horror films of
0: 2015. Also, we want to say that our January Fright Club. That's here, right. Come back watch... here for the
1: January Fright Club Live, where we're going to do
0: A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. <laughs>
1: If you haven't seen it, it's glorious, and it is something that really must be seen on a big screen. It is one of the most hypnotic, beautiful visual films ever, and we're going to count down the five best female vampire
0: horror movies. Yeah. We hope to see you back here, and uh, we're going to watch Inside Here in just a couple of minutes. Thank you so much for coming out. Uh, until next time. I'm Hope Madden. And I'm George Wolf. Hit it, Fright Clubbers! Stay tribal, my friends!